Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for joining us. 888-900-3393. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Looks like uh, the caravans uh, still pouring up the continent uh, to the United States. Uh, starting in Central America. Yeah, the caravan is on its way. Yeah, many caravans are on their way. Uh, but it, And it doesn't even matter the discussion that uh, Donald Trump is having right now with the nation, with the world. They just, they just keep coming anyway. Because the Democrats are showing that it's still okay. We're not going to do anything about uh, people coming here illegally. Um, still hasn't deterred any of the Central, Central American families, minors, uh, anyone from Honduras or anywhere in Central America from getting together in these caravans with thousands and thousands of people and heading north. Border Patrol agents apprehended 27,518 family members in uh, family units. That's just a unit of 27,518 family units in December. Wow. So that could be four people, five yeah. people. Yeah. It could be three, <laughs> uh-huh. but it could be six or seven, too. Could be eight. I don't know. Highest monthly total on record. And that figure has climbed steadily for five months, even as the president has, has made it pretty clear. We're not going to let you in. And the Democrats have made it equally clear. We are going to let you in. <laughs> Those caravan members, uh, most of whom tried to exercise their uh, right to request asylum in the United States, contributed to a third straight month of more than 60,000 migrants being detained at U.S. ports and arrested in the vast stretches of the border in between. The Trump administration points to those numbers as proof that the situation along the border is at a crisis level, and it requires the border wall or fence or something between our countries. And then, of course, he talked about that uh, night before last. The administration has also uh, used the growing number of migrants to try to end asylum for victims of domestic abuse and gang violence and to try to prevent migrants who enter the country illegally from applying for asylum. Both of those moves were blocked by federal courts. His decision to force all asylum seekers to remain in Mexico while their cases are decided continues to be enforced, which I say good. We, We don't know that these people need asylum. Asylum is a, is a special declaration for certain circumstances that most of these people don't fit into. Yeah, they just know what to say yep. when they cross. Yep. They know the magic words. So the number trying to cross the border um, is still a little bit lower than it was in the early 2000s when agents routinely arrested more than 100,000 a month. And uh, a couple of times made 200,000 arrests per month. Democrats and other critics of the administration accused Trump of using the migrant caravan as a political tool to get the border wall. Well, I mean, please, a political tool. We've been trying to secure the border for 60 years, 70 years, 80 years. 
And they continue to say that he's manufacturing a crisis. He's not manufacturing anything. This has been going on for a long time. And there have been a lot of people, including me, who've been talking about it for a long time. It's just that he's finally trying desperately to get something done on a permanent basis that will, you know, mitigate the problem somewhat. It's not going to solve every problem. It's not going to cure the issue. It will help. Plus, there's, you know, diseases pouring across the border. Border authorities are referring 50 people a day for urgent medical care. And it's not like uh, they got a cold. So, you know, give them an aspirin and, and put, them, put them to bed for a day. They've got things like tuberculosis, flu, um, of course, pregnant women about to give birth. Now, whose decision was that, that they're giving birth at the border? Um, <laughs> That's hmm. a coincidence. Mm-hmm. It just so happened. That, I mean, how oh, long wow. does it take? Wait a minute. I came all this way and I'm pregnant? <laughs> wow. How long does it take for that caravan? Huh? A couple months? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, who among us knows, knows? they're pregnant seven months in? <laughs> you don't, I mean, you, <laughs> no, don't, you don't know. know. You get it to New Mexico and you're like, I guess I'll just keep going now. At first, you know, for the first seven months, you just think you're retaining water. Mm-hmm. I just got a little water weight gain in my belly. That's yeah. all. Yep. Yep. And if you call pr- Planned Parenthood, uh, you know they'll just tell you, you know, that's just broccoli. Mm-hmm. It's broccoli. No, it's nothing. Yeah. Nothing going on in there. Yeah. Just keep on coming. You might. You might be giving birth to uh, some tableware. I don't know. You know, some utensils, forks, spoons. Hmm. Maybe, maybe a, a knife or two. Maybe a stapler. Maybe. Could maybe. Be. Uh, you know what? You could give birth. This is. This is. This is smooth, right? Mm-hmm. To a Pat Gray unleashed coffee mug. Wow. Shop.theblaze.com. You'd be really fortunate if you I did because usually people have to go to shop.theblaze.com to buy these. But and if you just you, gave birth to one, how do you give birth to a t shirt? I mean, you want to wash it, obviously, afterward, but uh, shop.theblaze.com. There's just no way to, no, to know, though, what's in there. It could be one of these things. You, could, you don't know. There's just no way to know. It's kind of like metric, mm-hmm. metric birth. No way to know. <laughs> could be a Volkswagen. I don't know what it is. A Buick. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Good so, times. So a staggering 28% of the people coming across sick are under the age of five. Mm. Uh, they've been dragged along by their parents. And uh, I, I'm sorry. That's just irresponsible. It's just, it's it, it's not our fault. Well, it's the Democrats' fault for encouraging them to do it. It really, It really is. But it's not America's fault. We didn't force anybody to come here. It's our fault for being awesome. See, we're too awesome, and everybody wants to come here, and I understand that. But that we've true. got a rule book, and yeah. uh, we'd really appreciate it if you would if follow you do it, it right. And not just from the onset, show us that you don't really care about what you say you're running to. And one of the things that have always, have always been important is that you're not sick when you come here because we don't want you to kill the rest of us. None of us want tuberculosis. Or, you know, a few years ago, they were talking about leprosy coming across the border. Leprosy? What? What is this, 89 B.C.? <laughs> and right now Jeez. we have, and I'm sure it's not related whatsoever, but um, the uh, rate of measles in America yeah. is as high as level in decades. I'm sure that's just a, co- that just a coincidence. Just like- that's all that is. Mm-hmm. Agents have spotted a new trend in the traffic from Central America, too. With smuggling organizations using commercial buses to get people through the journey in less than a week. 
which is far faster than the 25 or 30 days it takes most who walk or, you know, they have a mixture of walking and jumping on some transportation from Guatemala or El Salvador or Honduras <laughs> through Mexico to the border. Can we please stop with the argument that, um, or the or the the bullet point that the left is using? They trek so far. They make this long journey by foot. No, no, they're on the Greyhound. Yeah. Come on, stop. And, and if they're coming by foot, that's not our fault either. <laughs> we didn't tell them to. We didn't tell you to walk here. <laughs> In fact, our president, the leader of the nation, has said, "Don't come. Don't come. You won't be let in." But and yet. Uh-oh. And yet... And again, it's it's one after another. Meanwhile, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. was on Rachel Maddow's show on MSNBC. We don't talk about MSNBC much anymore, Mm-mm. ever since uh, CNN went so crazy. <laughs> they filled that void. They really did. <laughs> They've really Good taken point. over where MSNBC left off. <laughs> And they've actually taken the ball down the field from where MSNBC was, they I think. They sure have. They've made up for lost time. So AOC's thing is that people are fleeing the United States, uh, apparently, to get away from Donald Trump. Uh, and then she went off on another tangent. Here's what she had to say. I can tell you a very personal story. You know, as, as many people know, I was working in restaurants just a year ago. And when the president first assumed office with his... With his uh, racist and violent rhetoric, uh, people started to send themselves home. And as we know, in Good. restaurants, hospitality, every American eats, if you can, if you're, if, you're, if you're lucky enough, we're able to eat three times a day. And that means that we interact with the people who prepare our food three times a day. When those people start to go home, local, mm-hmm. or rather go back to the countries which they originated from, because many uh-huh. of them consider the United States their home. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Those places, they go into dysfunction. I remember one of our, our lead cooks brought himself back to Mexico because he was so scared of the president's rhetoric. Good. We had it a, an insane amount of dysfunction. We're talking about mm-hmm. local restaurants. We're talking about local businesses. We're talking about uh, shuttering neighborhoods. And we're talking about people feeling unsafe. Oh, and no. no one oh. should feel unsafe no in the United should. States of yes, America. Yes, they should. Yes, they should. Nah. You unbelievable moron. Of course they should if they're here illegally. Yes, I'm sorry. They should. You know, normally when you're arguing a point, making a case, you want to lead with your strongest point. Looks like AOC just held back till the very end for her strongest point, which is don't you don't want to feel unsafe in America. Nobody wants to feel unsafe if they're here illegally. Well, yes, you do. Yes, you should feel badly if you broke our laws. <laughs> And again, you're not just breaking the law of crossing the border illegally because once you're here, you're either a tax evader or you've committed identity theft. That's one of the two, maybe both. So don't tell me you should feel completely safe and comfortable and welcome when you've broken our laws. What idiocy? How is this possible? But it's not like that woman's a congresswoman. She's not making laws or anything like that. Ah, It's agonizing. I mean, of course you should feel uncomfortable. If you're like, should American uh, lawbreakers be completely comfortable in their law breaking? 
Should people who are citizens who have broken the law just relax? Nobody should be afraid. Nobody, sh- You shouldn't worry about having robbed that bank. You should just be left alone. And every felon, every criminal should be granted amnesty immediately so that they're not made to feel unsafe. Every single tax evader, everybody who has cheated the IRS should just relax. Shouldn't be made to feel uncomfortable in your tax evasion. If you steal somebody else's social security number, you you shouldn't feel unsafe. You shouldn't think that somebody might be following you who is a member of law enforcement. That shouldn't happen. How preposterous is that? It is absolutely inconceivable. And I know. Keep Hmm? using that word. Yeah, right. uh, You keep using that word. (laughs) I don't think it means what you think it means. Obviously. I mean, it's just... The things that come out of this woman's mouth are just unbelievable. So ignorant. So ridiculous. And we're only a handful of days into her long journey in Congress. She's going to be the worst. And she's going to be there forever. Yeah, she's got, I mean, there's no chance anybody's going to, who's going to beat her in the next 60 years? And, yeah, exactly. She's young and she lives in a very mm-hmm. liberal district. Oh, get used to those sound bites. So she's got another, what, two elections, two more elections before she runs for president. Because we all know she's going to. Uh, so when she's 35 years old, she's going to run for president. And, you know, the, maybe that's the only thing that will stop her. Yeah, maybe when that happens, we won't want a wall on the border as we flee the country ourselves. Gosh, it's going to be bad. She's talking about uh, this lead cook that works Mm. at a restaurant that, you know, has been here illegally for who knows how long. And he got so scared Mm -hmm. because of Donald Trump's rhetoric. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. We don't want that to happen. That's exactly what should happen. Yeah, rhetoric will kill you. It's unreal. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. And at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. When was the last time you had your ears professionally cleaned? Have you ever? If you have itchy ears, you know, some pain there or that plugged up feeling. Maybe it sounds like you're speaking in a tunnel when you speak. If you're constantly asking people to repeat themselves. Uh, you could be like millions of Americans forced to visit the doctor for a professional cleaning. Uh, but now you can get those same professional results in the comfort and privacy and convenience of your own home. WaxRx uses physician-developed technology that safely and effectively removes all that buildup, soothes your ears with a pH-conditioned formula, and now you, you can get WaxRx without a prescription. No more expensive trips to the doctor. No more wasted time with things that don't work like cotton swabs or candles that, you know, c- could potentially so open burn your flames. hair off. I just, I didn't write this down. Open mm-hmm. flames? Probably not a good idea next face. to your head. No. Mm-mm. Bad plan. It's, okay. I'd recommend against it. All right. Try the WaxRx system risk-free today. Just go to usewaxrx.com. Use the offer code radio at checkout, and you'll get free shipping. Finally, there's a real solution at home. It's called uh, WaxRx. Usewaxrx.com. Offer code radio, use waxrx.com. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, trying to mitigate the problem a little bit. 
and maybe come to a resolution with these uh, Democrats. Uh, President Trump met with Democrats yesterday and a few Republican senators like uh, Lisa Murkowski. She urged Trump to fund the departments other than DHS to alleviate the effects of the partial shutdown. Uh, Trump said the Republicans are totally unified. Which, you know, I don't know if you can ever say that with Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins. Uh, but Mitch McConnell reinforced Trump's claim. We're all behind the president, he said. They support Trump's uh, call for the border wall funding increases. Um, he's demanding $5.7 billion toward funding a barrier along the U.S.-Mexico border. And, of course, the Democrats are acting like that's preposterous when last year, not even a year ago, I believe it was in March, they offered $25 billion fully funding the wall with whatever it cost uh, in exchange for DACA. But now the border is uh, the border wall is illegal or it's immoral or it's just plain mean. I mean, we can't do anything mean. When asked Wednesday how long the departments would stay closed, uh, President Trump said, eh, whatever it takes. <laughs> he just doesn't care about this. Uh, we'll see if he does, in the, you know, eventually. Because he has floated some possibilities that would compromise with the Democrats. He said it doesn't have to be a concrete wall. We can build the steel slats, whatever. Let's just get this done. Trump said we might work a deal. And if we don't, I may go that route of declaring a national emergency. He also said that the threshold to take action is failure to strike a border security deal with lawmakers. About 800,000 federal workers will start missing their paychecks tomorrow without a deal to reopen the nine departments. Uh, TSA screeners and border security agents have worked without the guarantee of pay since the shutdown started. Now, apparently that's not entirely true. I heard yesterday that uh, the banks of these federal workers are essentially paying them. They're, they're giving them their money. They're going to get their pay, and then when the pay resumes from the federal government, it'll just go back to the bank. Because they know they're guaranteed that money by the federal government. <laughs> so nobody's wow. really experiencing any sort of suffering Interesting. as far as losing pay. Ivan? That is interesting. I mean, seriously. Is there a number people can call <laughs> to talk about this? What? I mean, this whole thing is a... It, it's it's mm, all a sham. A it's, all, it's all a sham. Um, Trump has repeatedly claimed that many federal workers support the shutdown, uh, even though many government employees have worried about their ability to make ends meet. So many of those people are saying, it's so hard for me. It's very hard for my family. But Mr. President, you're doing the right thing. So so many people are saying that to him. <laughs> Quote, so A lot, many people. Uh, yeah, unquote. so many people are saying that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he talks to these rank-and-file people all the time. Now, because he... The last president made sure that we knew that everybody knows, mm-hmm. end quote. I mean, think about how many times Obama would say, everybody, everybody knows. knows. Oh, well, I yeah. don't, and I'm, no. I am somebody, right? Yeah, that's not, that's not exactly true that everybody knows. <laughs> ah, boy. But I'm I, looking forward to 
this issue, this thing's going to drag on and on. This is going to be 2020. Mm-hmm. Whoever handles this the best is going to reap the political rewards in two years. It's possible. And yeah, I it's don't see a good ending either way, though. Quite possible. Uh, I mean, I right now, I think that the Republicans are more likely to crack and fold than yeah. the Democrats are. And I also think that um, this could be laying the groundwork for a strong independent candidate. I don't know who it is. Mm. I don't know what it is. Third party. I don't know. I'm just saying as these two sides, as this drags on and, and they continue to um, pe- people around the water cooler, be like, man, I just wish this government shutdown would end. Yeah, they're just a bunch of children fighting and arguing all the time. Boy, that, the groundwork's being laid. Third party. Mark my words. 2020. It's going to be very interesting. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had many uh, predictions of third party. Yeah. Uh, I'm making over one the this years. Year. I'm making one for 2020. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Americans will ever get that fed up where they just, okay, we're done with Republicans and Democrats. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm, have a lot of confidence that that's going to happen. And I'm not saying that uh, an independent candidate mm-hmm. is going to win the presidency, but I mm-hmm. do highly anticipate a, a, a showdown a coming down to the wire between three candidates. Yes. Meanwhile, these uh, TSA employees, um, some are suing the government. Some have been quitting. Uh, some are just, they continue to go to work and, you know, supposedly working for free, which they're really not. But, I mean, it might feel like that for a while if their bank doesn't fund them, as many are. So, um, maybe this is a good time to talk about actually getting rid of the TSA and stopping huh. the madness at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> or, or or make them private companies like in Kansas City and San Francisco. Hmm? You know, there's a uh, there's an interesting ad that Tony Romo does where he's going to the airport. Have you seen this? He he's at the airport and he uh, takes off his shoes because he's uh, he's selling shoes, and I think they're Skechers shoes. Talking about how comfortable it is, hmm. they are, and because he has to take his shoes off because he travels all the time. Uh, he wears these Skechers slip-ons, uh-huh. and then he, he puts them on the conveyor belt, and they, they go through the scanning process. And then he walks through the machine that, you know, the scanner thing. And then uh, TSA agent stops him and says, hey, you're, well, it's this. Shoes off! Belts off! That's why I wear Skechers slip-on shoes. They're comfortable, and they come in a variety of styles. They slip on and oh. off easily hey, as well. You're Tony Romo. <laughs> I am. You're still going to lose the belt. Slipping in comfort with Skechers slip-ons. Okay, that's that's exactly why the TSA is so worthless. She knows full well who this guy is, and she still needs to <laughs> wand him. I see your point. Right? You're Tony Romo. She says it right <laughs> to him. Yeah, yeah, I am. You still need to take your belt off. I still need to... Really? So you think there's a chance that I, Tony Romo, former Dallas Cowboys quarterback, am going to blow this plane up? Mm. (laughs) Really? Maybe she was just getting fresh with him, you know? Could have been that. If Tony Romo (laughs) blows up a plane that I happen to be on at the same time, I'm going to say, okay, you got me. You got me. You got me. I didn't see that one coming. I didn't see Tony Romo terrorist (laughs) happening. So you got me on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Because... It's so just wait, wait, wait. asinine what we're doing at the at the airport. So what do you think? What, what, what do you think would be the bigger shock for you? Mm-hmm. To have Tony Romo take down a plane you're on or breast milk? 
take down a plane you're on? Uh, I think Tony Romo. Yeah, yeah, a bigger, I'm gonna go with you. Yeah, yeah, I think Tony Romo is a like, bigger come surprise. On, man, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Now the breast milk would be equally, almost equally, not quite, almost. but almost yeah. equally surprising. Yeah. Wait a minute, that woman uh, put an explosive in her breast milk. Mm-hmm. Oh man. All right. Well, you got me on that one too. Yeah. I didn't see that coming uh-huh. either. <laughs> yeah, that'll teach you to laugh the next time we you see someone in line. We make drink their breast milk before right. they get on the plane. Right. <sighs> it's madness, man. And we had one shoe bomber, and now for years afterward, everyone must remove their shoes at the airport. And as far as I know, there's never been another uh, attempt at shoe bombing, right? Has mm. there ever been a belt bomber? A belt bomber. I don't think so. Now you just gave the bad guys ideas. Well, Pat. no, because you got to take your belt off uh, when you go through these the scanning machine, so... You're not going to get us that way. But, yeah, the other thing, like a three-year-old girl, mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't think any there's been any exploding three-year-old girls or it just takes one, 90-year-old Pat. women in it wheelchairs just, Pat, who've been one. abused. Remember the, remember the old woman yep. that was felt up at the airport and it was super invasive and intrusive and they just kept manhandling her yeah, it was impossible to watch without just getting enraged it was horrifying and her son or grandson or whatever kept uh, taping it or recording it and asking them what they're you know come on really is this necessary you really got to feel up my grandmother uh you if there's an exploding grandmother on the flight i'm gonna say all right you got me yeah I, okay terrorists used the grandma and planted something in her wheelchair or up her butt or whatever you're looking for there. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, you know, you hear the announcements, you know, your bag's been next to you at all times. You know, it's like, well, you know, the poor grandma. Um, I don't know. Have, have have you lost track of your butt, ma'am? Um, could terrorists have put something in there while you weren't paying attention? I don't think so. I mean, but mm. you're welcome to check. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if it's me and you're... You're not welcome to check really? uh, there. No. Mm-mm. Everybody's got a price, Pat. Come yeah, on. I know. Um, I don't, though. Not not for that. Been working with Jeffy too long. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, 888-933-93. So maybe, you know, maybe at this time we we pause and reevaluate TSA a little bit uh, and maybe start looking toward what the Israelis do. Mm-hmm. Finally, you know, the, they use common sense. They use training. Uh, and they don't treat everybody equally at the airport, and you shouldn't. And it might also be a good time for Americans to take inventory on how little their lives are being affected over the last few weeks uh, with the, quote, government shutdown. Yeah, I can't think of any way in which my life's been impacted by it. Do the traffic lights um, still work around your house? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Roads still paved out here? Yep. All right. Um, Potholes that were there before are mm-hmm. still there now, so... Post office has been open. I know that. Yeah, and that's so that's essential. I guess that's essential. I think private business, technically. I think maybe that's. I, I don't honestly don't know, but I think that might be how they're getting around that. Maybe uh, internet's still working. Well, no, actually, yesterday we had some problems. Is it because the government shut down that we couldn't play videos at times? <laughs> oh my gosh! Maybe we found where we are dependent on the federal government. We just stumbled onto it. Hmm. Pat Gray is here. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. 
uh, where conservatarian lady tweets, I think this is the time to talk about privatizing the TSA and having those companies charge the airlines a fee. Yeah, I, I'd be all about that. Uh, TJ Toppin, TSA will sexually abuse every grandmother coming through, but will let the coyote with the acne suitcase through. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Lone Wolf, 2965. Will Pat eat his underwear if Tony Romo becomes a terrorist? Ooh. What do you think, Pat? You know what? Yes. Yes, I will. Wow. I can, I can go out on that limb. If Tony Romo oh. ever blows himself up in an airport Look at you changing or it. on a plane, I will, in fact, uh, eat my underwear. Well, now you're changing the bet. He just said... If, if he becomes a terrorist, terrorist. Yeah, now, of any now kind. You're now you're like, oh, no, he's got to blow up the plane. <clears throat> well, that's what we were talking about in the context okay. of him being a terrorist. Because he's if, at the airport and that right. shoe commercial. But what if Tony Romo is living in a cave in Afghanistan running operations? Does that not qualify for the underwear bet? Well, has he is he just there uh, talking to the guys? Or is he is he going to participate in uh, some of their terrorist activity? Lone Wolf, 2965. Mm-hmm. Will Pat eat his underwear if Tony Romo becomes a terrorist? <laughs> Period. Don't try to make him. Depending on what the definition of terrorist we're using here is, like if he's terrorizing viewers, no. Uh, Telestrator or something, maybe. Let uh, let me say this. Yeah, let's be. If he becomes terrorist enough that he blows himself up anywhere, okay. For for any reason, Uh yes, I will eat my underwear. Wow. Okay. All right. Can we settle on that? I guess so. All right. I mean, whatever. Uh, speaking of terrorists, you know, the Oscars have been terrorized by, um, by the fact that they can't seem to get anybody without any damaging tweets or damaging history or (laughs) just really bad appearances on the show to host the Oscars. And so now they're, I mean, it's getting to the point where they're, I guess they're going to go host free or it's gotten so bad. They've actually talked about bringing Whoopi Goldberg in. Good golly. Oh, you want to guarantee an absolute <laughs> catastrophe, uh, bring in Whoopi Goldberg. But on Stephen Colbert last night, Kevin Hart, who we thought, I thought because he was cleansed by Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, I didn't I really, see this coming. I really thought this was the setup for him to go back. So far, that hasn't happened. And uh, last night, he said to Stephen Colbert that he's done apologizing. He's over it. Colbert asked, is there anything any anything about the way you handled this situation over the last month you'd change if you had a time machine? And Hart said no. And Colbert said, really? Yeah, I'm just over it. Wow. It's an onion. It is an onion. So no matter how many times you keep peeling it, it's just endless. <laughs> if you keep peeling it, it just doesn't stop. There is no end to it. He added... Like I apologized. I apologized again. I said I apologized before. I apologized after that apology. It keeps going and every headline is, you apologized. I'm done. Good for him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I like this guy. At least I like the way he's handling this because, you know, and I, I, I know he did say some really harsh things in tweets. Um, some of them were, you know, somewhat ridiculous, but a, a few of them were actually hardcore sort of uh, nasty tweets about homosexuals. So, you know, obviously, he's a comedian, though. 
And it used to be that you could do jokes that were offensive. And that's just not the case anymore. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that he's, he's fed up and, and he's telling people, look, I'm, I'm done with this. This is ridiculous. So, because it is. So was the plan to go out there, um, do the mea culpa with, uh, with Ellen DeGeneres, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. and then go on Colbert and confirm, <laughs> you know what? I'm going on the Oscars. And maybe Colbert was surprised when he said he wasn't. And what happened in between was he just saw social media was still giving him a hard time. And he's like, you know what? No, forget it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. But I thought with the cleansing last yeah. week, I thought I thought we'd hear this week. Oh, yep. Kevin Hart's coming back to the Oscars. Shocker! And we welcome him with open arms. And you know the bottom line is, um, whether it's Kevin Hart or someone else or nobody, I'm still not going to watch for even a nanosecond. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's a that's it's I kind of have Oscars. similar feelings on that, and I can't mm-hmm. remember the last time I sat down and watched the Oscars all the way through, mm-hmm. or even any part of them. Now Sunday night, I watched the Golden Globes for about. Maybe five minutes, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Okay, this is why I don't watch these. Mm-hmm. I'm done." I happened to tune in right around the time of the Christian Bale babbling. Aww. Okay, that's that's why I don't good watch. Timing these. by you, right? Yeah, yeah. It turned out to be really good timing. Now, somebody else we uh, used to not be able to stomach in in any way when he had a show on CNN. Piers Morgan. <laughs> what has happened to Piers Morgan? Uh huh. Piers Morgan takes some common sense pills or something's up. I know one thing that happened with Piers Morgan. He loves Donald Trump. He's super loyal to him. And I, that seems to have changed some, some of his uh, politics because now uh, he tore into Democrats over their hypocrisy in opposing the border wall between the U S and Mexico in a Wednesday editorial. Published in the Daily Mail, Morgan said, Piers Morgan, this is Piers Morgan, (laughs) said his biggest problem with the battle between uh, Trump and the Democrats is the Democrats, quote, rank hypocrisy, unquote. As so often in modern American politics, it's the malodorous stench of rank hypocrisy that most poisons the soul. That rank hypocrisy, according to Morgan, emanates from the Democratic Party, who he writes was... Uh, once in favor of a U.S.-Mexico border wall, and he's he's right about that, obviously. Morgan doesn't seem to forget occasions when lawmakers like uh, former President Barack Obama and Chuck Schumer and Hillary Clinton all supported uh, the border wall or a border fence. In a speech to the Georgetown Law School, Schumer made his feelings on the issue crystal clear, Morgan remembers. Illegal immigration is wrong, plain and simple. When we use phrases like undocumented workers, we convey a message to the American people that their government is not serious about combating illegal immigration, which the American people overwhelmingly oppose. Chuck Schumer. Right, right. And what I love about this is it's Piers Morgan pointing it out. Right, Piers Morgan digging up an old quote or two Uh, The Democrats to make his point. That's fantastic. (laughs) And what a point by Chuck Schumer. Illegal immigration is wrong, plain and simple. There's no way he would say that now. And when we we use phrases like undocumented workers, we show the American people that the government's not serious. Well, yeah. Where is that frame of mind now? 
He, Morgan points out that in 2005, then-Senator Obama said, we simply cannot allow our people, we simply cannot allow people to pour into the United States undetected, undocumented, unchecked, and circumnavigating the line of people who are waiting patiently, diligently, and lawfully to become immigrants into this country. <laughs> uh, yes. What happened to all of that, Democrats? What? Where is that now? When when do you think that Schumer quote was? I mean, way back in like the 50s, 60s? Oh, yeah. I'd say like, like 1962, I'm going to say. You know, before he was educated and, and uh, came to his senses. Yeah. That would have been uh, <clears throat> during the uh, presidential term of Barack Obama in 2010. 2010. Jeez. That's <clears throat> when he was at Georgetown Law School? Uh, that, that's when he made that, uh, yeah. that Jeez, quote there. Yeah. That is that's amazing. Look at this. Schumer talks tough. This is the headline. Schumer talks tough on immigration reform issue. April 18th, 2010. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like that's the quote. That's the lead quote of this story. Mm-hmm. Quote, people who enter mm-hmm. the United States without our permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the United States legally. And then the, the story Obviously. goes on. Yeah. Senator Chuck Schumer. That's crazy. <laughs> Pierce continues, on balance, you might think that Democrats would be supportive of President Donald Trump's wall, wouldn't you? After all, they seem to agree with him that the answer to the southern border illegal immigration problem is a gigantic barrier and extra security. He goes on to note that Democrats hate Trump so much, they're now pretending to also hate his plan, even though it bears a very striking resemblance to what they themselves have so eagerly voted for and supported for 12 years. Mm. Again, there's two ironies here. One is that these things, yes, did come from Democrats. But two, it's Piers Morgan pointing it out. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> the world makes no sense Oh, uh, It's completely now. upside down now. <laughs> it is absolutely upside down. I mean, the next thing you know, Tony Romo is going to start taking planes <laughs> down from the sky. Oh, that's the day. I will eat my underwear. Mm -hmm. That is the day. (laughs) At its core, Trump's wall is little different in its intention to what his howling Democrat rivals have themselves so enthusiastically endorsed in the past. Uh, Morgan points out that he, too, fortifies his home with walls and fences, as many people, famous or not, do. The purpose of those barriers is to stop unauthorized people from coming inside, Morgan writes. Uh, there's nothing ideologically or morally wrong with building a large barrier to stop people illegal entering, illegally entering a place, be it a home or country. Of course, he's right about that. Indeed, that's why many of the same Democrats currently attacking Trump over his wall plan have previously voted for something very similar themselves. So cut the hypocrisy, liberals. It stinks. That is <laughs> Incredible. You know, our buddy Mark Levin, who's now on, on the same team as us here, um, he made the point uh, last night, Nancy Pelosi should guard her house, not with walls and doors and locks, but just drones flying around where she sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> Would you feel comfortable with that? Come on. Wow. Um, no. <laughs> no. Uh, 888-933-93. Let me tell you about Optima Tax Relief, our sponsor for this portion of the Pat Gray Unleashed program. It's bad enough that your IRS problems uh, have ruined things in the past for you. Don't don't drag it into the new year. 
consider what's at stake when the IRS has you in their sights. Your paycheck's at stake, your bank account, your business, even your home. They can, they can absolutely take pretty much anything they want from you. They can certainly garnish your paycheck. Now, you know better t- than to deal with the IRS on your own. You need expert help. But who? Because there's so many, and, and maybe you think they're all the same. Not so. Optimate Tax Relief is America's number one tax resolution firm. They know that behind every tax problem are just honest, hardworking Americans with families and paychecks and bank accounts to protect who just fell on hard times and got behind. When you engage Optimate to fight for you and protect what's yours, you're getting a proven proven award-winning team. It's a team that can stop the aggressive collection actions and help you put your IRS problem behind you. That's how... Optima has saved nearly a billion dollars for their clients. So give them a call and get a free consultation while you still have some options. And before they've you know seized your bank account, call 800-699-6140, 800-699-6140, Optima Tax Relief. Common sense from Piers Morgan. Let's get some more from uh, brand new representative Dan Crenshaw. He's a Republican from Texas. He's the guy that uh, the Saturday Night Live guy, I don't know whose name I don't know, but he mocked him because mm-hmm. he's got a patch on his eye. And he's got a patch on his eye because he lost the eye in either Afghanistan or Iraq. I don't, I don't remember which. But he lost it in the service of his country. Anyway, this guy is just filled to the brim with common sense. And he slammed Hank Johnson in a video he released on Sunday over Johnson's recent remarks about uh, President Trump and his supporters. Here's what he had to say. My colleague, Congressman Hank Johnson, had this to say recently. Much like Hitler took over the Nazi party, Trump has taken over the Republican Party. It's now known as the Trump Republican Party. Is it? Donald Trump supporters hmm. are older, less educated, less prosperous. Yeah. And they are dying early. Less prosperous. Their lifespans are decreasing. Hmm. And many are dying from alcoholism. What? Drug overdoses, liver disease, or simply a broken heart caused by economic despair. (laughs) Okay, Mr. Johnson. President Trump is a lot of things, but he's not Hitler. He didn't kill millions of people. He didn't start a world war. He didn't have any concentration camps. And to accuse him of being Hitler is intellectually dishonest. And frankly, it's a huge insult to the millions of Jews who died under Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. But if you want to insult President Trump, at least you're picking on somebody your own size. At least you're picking on somebody who can fight back. But you went on to insult, degrade, and demean tens of millions of Americans who voted for him. It's called them drug addicted, uneducated, unhappy alcoholics. Mm-hmm. This is a cowardly form of politics. No matter how much I will disagree with you in Congress, I will never ever insult the good Americans who voted for you. I will never paint an entire half of the country as deplorables or fools or the dregs of society. I'll never do it. And if I ever do, you better call me out on it because I can't imagine a worse form of leadership. These people are exercising their right and their voice the only way they can, which is through their vote. 
They don't have a TV show, they don't have a radio show, they don't have a weekly column or a big social media following, they have a vote. And you use your public platform to insult and demean them. This is not the behavior we expect from a member of Congress. So I'll leave you with this. Pick on somebody your own size. Pick on me if you like. My office will be right down the hall from yours. I'll see you in Washington. <laughs> there you go. I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, that's exactly what Republic, the Republican Party needs mm-hmm. are people that don't roll over. That's how Trump got elected. Yep. This guy, if he wants to be, you know, the, the voice of uh, the Republicans in Congress, please feel free. Um, I'm just grateful that they don't just take it and roll over. So thanks, Dan. Like Guam is about to do. Shoes off, Bell. <laughs> Hold on, let's try it again. Let's try it again. They don't. Not, they don't roll over. You they, know. They don't. Right. My, my fear <laughs> is that uh, the whole uh, island will, will uh, become uh, so overly populated that, that it uh, will tip over and uh, and capsize. Uh, we don't anticipate that. <laughs> Greatest response in the history of responses. Yeah, it is. Um, and you know what? He, when Johnson is talking about the Trump supporters and talks about how they're low-income people, when did that – wait a minute. You've got it in for low-income people now? That's a bad thing that they're low-income people? If they are, they're not prosperous. So these same people who are continually saying they're all about the low-income people, the – the, the average Americans who have problems in their lives, not the wealthiest 1%, then he disparages them just because they apparently didn't vote for him. They voted for Donald Trump. I mean, that's the hypocrisy is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. So good for uh, Dan Crenshaw to take that on and and yeah. bring that up. I hope it's a sign of things to come from him. Because we we did play the part where he talked about uh, where he compared Trump to Hitler, but we didn't go f- we didn't play all the way to where he started disparaging the Trump voters. Good gosh! Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. We got to show you the birth of a Democrat. <laughs> Uh, this happened, I believe, on Dr. Phil. Yeah. Was it yesterday? I don't know when it happened. I just know that... Uh, James Woods yeah. actually brought this to uh, people's attention. Mm-hmm. Did he tweet it out? Is yeah. that how? Yeah. yeah. Like you don't know. Uh, you live on Twitter, man. I, I, I'm Mr. Twitter. You've got like people. nine Twitter tabs open right now on your yeah. computer right there. Right, right. So, yes. Yeah, so on Twitter, <laughs> he tweeted out the birth of a Democrat. We'll play that for you coming up Good here stuff. in uh, just a few minutes. Fantastic. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. And Pat Unleashed on Twitter. I guess at the uh, Consumer Electronics Show, they're showing some pretty impressive technology that is being touted as a 
yeah, potential high-tech solution to the border wall. Mm. Uh, at one startup company, at least, at the CES is showcasing how LiDAR, laser-based detection system, widely used in um, autonomous vehicles, could be deployed along the U.S.-Mexico border at a far lower cost than a physical wall or fence and with fewer environmental impacts. Quantergy Systems, uh, among a handful of other tech firms working on LiDAR border, border security, is showing attendees at the conference its technology being deployed in pilot projects on the India-Pakistan frontier. Uh, we offer a solution that's more capable than a physical wall, according to the chief executive and co-founder of the uh, company. It can see day and night in any weather and can automatically track intruders and give GPS coordinates in real time to Border Patrol officers. Hmm. That actually sounds pretty good. Said such a system would cost about 2 to 3% of the price of a physical barrier. An electronic solution offers additional benefits, including for the environment and operating costs. He said a barrier is an eyesore and it intrudes on the environment. It impedes the, f- it impedes the flow of wildlife. Oh, oh come on. You can't have that. Oh, my gosh. If it gets in the way of a random, <laughs> you know, badger crossing the border, I, that can't happen. I just, well, I, just, I want you to put yourself in a badger's shoes here for just a second if we I could. I don't think badgers wear well, shoes. Yeah, they do. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, hmm. the southwestern... Um, speckle-backed badger oh okay wear shoes. they do wear shoes yeah they do mm. so 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 i want you to think of berlin you know they, mm-hmm. they built the berlin wall and overnight you know families were separated from each other mm-hmm. i mean it takes a while i understand to build a wall but um does but i mean that's that's that, that's not enough time for a badger to 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 figure out which side of the, the fence to be on right and when he decides and then what if he changes his mind and, and no i you know, I was going to hang out in the United States, but yeah. now I'd really love to go back to Mexico, and I can't because of this damn wall in my way. But, I mean, you had plenty uh. of time, you stupid badger. I mean, <laughs> they, 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 they took years to build that thing. You could have gone around. You could have gotten everybody mm-hmm. together and said, all right, what are we going to do? Family meeting. They're building the wall now. Finally, we didn't think this day would come, but what are we going to do? We want to well, be in see, Mexico? Or now America? badgers or gerbils or whatever's crossing the border as far as wildlife is concerned, they don't have to make that choice. Because this technology won't stop the wildlife from roaming wherever they want. And apparently this new technology has vastly improved in recent years uh, because of the light detection and uh, and ranging technology paired with artificial intelligence. Mm. With the long range of LiDAR, you detect things before they get to the perimeter, and the AI software is so much more advanced. We can get very high-resolution images and look at someone's behavior. You can see every articulation. This allows you to see how each person is moving and have a good idea of whether they're a patrol officer or somebody about to cross illegally. Hmm. Or badgers. Or, yeah, gerbils, badgers, Hmm. whatever. I mean, make up your mind. Polar bears. Badger. You know, the migratory pattern of all of these animals has changed so dramatically because of global warming that... Wouldn't be surprised if polar bears are going back and forth across the border. They're so confused now with the weather weirding. Yeah, that's going on. Yeah, yeah. We got so, polar bears hanging around uh-huh. the Mexican border. Yeah, sometimes. I'm gonna need uh, video proof. Well, that's what will happen when we get the lidar down there. You'll be able to see that. Yeah, yeah. Probably higher chance of that happening than finding a uh, <laughs> patch of garbage in the Pacific Ocean.
Yes. But, uh, you know. Yes, because the patch of garbage in the Pacific Ocean isn't there. So you're probably not going to find it. You know what? I think I think that uh, maybe later in the program we could uh, show what you could do with that garbage. Um, uh, oh, if, yeah. If, if you collected it and you could, yeah. uh, you could really repurpose it. as they, It's a hip word that the youngsters are using. Repurpose. Uh, recycle, reuse, repurpose. The NHL Ugh. is unveiling a an eco friendly All Star jersey that the uh, All Stars are going to use this year. So good, designed by That's manufacturing partner Adidas. Mm-hmm. These colorless and rather uninspired threads <laughs> for the tournament portion of the showcase weekend uh, were unveiled to the public yesterday mm-hmm. to little fanfare. From threat <laughs> to thread. The All-Star jerseys are the first from the NHL that feature repurposed and upcycled material. <laughs> upcycled, that's a word now? Yeah, they took garbage and made NHL jerseys out of the garbage. Garbage jerseys. That's great. Uh-huh. It depends on which team uh, is wearing them. I'm looking at you, Gritty. It's not great. I'm not sure dressing the players in jerseys distinguishable only by their own shaded in logo. <laughs> Uh, is really the way to go, uh-huh. but that's what they're doing. Yeah, did we have a video? Of Made the... from recycled garbage. Play, play, play that video here. Look at that. Oh, look at that. From threat into thread. <laughs> First ever NHL jersey featuring repurposed and upcycled material. Upcycle. What they mean by that is it's garbage. That they, <laughs> they took uh-huh. uh, garbage and made these out of them. Nice. Isn't that beautiful? Oh. Those are beautiful. Just... Apparently, this is these aren't the ones we're talking about, though, for the NHL All-Star Game. Yeah, it is. yeah that's the one. That's really? the ones. Yeah, man, that's it right there. I don't, so I don't... you're going to feature every team on them? Yeah, yeah, that's what they're going to wear. Just, okay. Yeah, for the for the skills competition. But I don't appreciate that my team, the Edmonton Oilers, is the only one that is resting at the bottom of the ocean in their little promotional video. Thank you very much. Mm. Anyhow. Anyway, there you go. Recycled. Up, I'm sorry. Upcycled. Mm. Upcycled uh, jerseys. Those are, those are really, really, really nice. <laughs> really, really nice. Uh, yesterday or, or sometime recently, uh, James Woods pointed out a, an episode of, of uh, Dr. Phil in which <laughs> this 15-year-old girl, you, you actually see her become a progressive Democrat right before your very eyes. This is great. <laughs> you wrote in to me. Tell me what you wanted me to get straight with your mom. I want my mom to understand that I can't live off of a thousand dollars a month and I grew up on a certain lifestyle. She can't just take that away from me immediately. If someone took her (laughs) lifestyle away from her, she wouldn't like that. And I grew up on it. It's all I ever know. I can't deal with this. So you want me to get her to do what? What would be the home run for you? I need her to understand that I need at least $2,500 a month. You want a G-Wagon for your 16th birthday? I need my G-Wagon. There's no question. I need it. She wants to give me a Mercedes C-Class. <laughs> I, I will accept that car. Oh, my gosh. I, I started no, no, with no, a no, Honda listen, or a Toyota, and then listen, it barely gets. I will be happy with that car, but the thing is, I want my g wagon. <laughs> I want my g wagon. Really? A C-Class? But we started with, a, like, a Honda or a Toyota. I thought I started Absolutely with a Toyota. Not. I will not be driving anything that can be considered an Uber X. Uber uh, Lux and above. My car doesn't cost $231,000. Why not? I mean, why doesn't it? 
Well, that just seems like an exorbitant amount to spend on a car. It just seemed foolish to me. I, would, I just wouldn't spend it on a car. Well, I, I want to. <laughs> We're talking about me here. Yeah. This is so, my show. Yeah, right. You need to work out something where she becomes productive and makes a contribution to society instead of taking from society. Mm. I think the best thing would be to start with a job. No. Yeah, absolutely no. she needs a job. No! Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. You, you need a job. No, I don't want a job. Well, I know. I know. It's so much work. Tired from work. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, is that serious? That's serious. Man. Or, uh, yeah. That's crazy. Seriously whack. That is crazy. And to be, to say, hey, let's have this discussion on national television. I I don't even understand that. Uh, she now what's a G wagon? Is that I, a Mercedes G series? I should have googled that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they have the the G series. I guess she's talking about that. Oh, they're kind of neat. They're little boxy like SUV uh, type thing. Okay, yeah. But uh it's boy, a G wagon. A 15-year-old wanting a G and, wagon. And her mom has only offered her a Mercedes <laughs> C-Class. <laughs> and she went from $2500 a month allowance to $1000 a month allowance and she's pissed off about it. Here's your allowance right here. Wow. Zero. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. Wow. But, you know, you well, make the point. I mean, it's 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 the parents' fault, right? I was just about to say you make the point why you're having this discussion on national TV. Well, because for 15 years, yeah. you obviously didn't have any discussion about this spoiled brat's behavior. Yeah. So now you get to have it with Dr. Phil in front of millions. And now you're reaping what you've sown mm-hmm. for 15 years. And there there it was. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. Shoof. Uh, you need to get a job. And immediately she breaks down into, <laughs> what a job. Yeah, none of us do. You know, we'd all like to sit home and earn free money but um, it doesn't it doesn't work that way Putin. it just doesn't work that way okay <sighs> wow she's in for some rude awakenings in her life yep she reminded me i can't think of the character's name Not, it wasn't veruca salt right who was the character who cried like uh on you know whined like that on uh, willy wonka chocolate factory mm, i'm not uh. an aficionado of that movie i don't know but it might have been Veruca Salt. Okay. I don't know. Well, that's who it was right there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. That's just incredible. Ugh. That's hard to imagine. Gross. Somebody who's that spoiled and that uh, entitled. Yeah. Wow. It grows up to vote for <clears throat> Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Oh, absolutely. Are you going to finish that statement? Yep. <laughs> <sighs> no doubt about it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We actually have a Democrat speaking out against other Democrats. What? What? No! Come on! Don't lie to the audience. No, no. We've had a couple of these what? things. You know, from the Piers Morgan thing, uh, bashing Democrats, to Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat from Hawaii, implicitly criticizing two of her fellow Democratic Congresswomen for subjecting a judicial nominee to a religious test as a result of his Catholic faith. Um, she doesn't name them by name, but Gabbard was referring to Kamala Harris and Maisie Hirono of Hawaii, both of whom have targeted federal judicial nominee Brian Buescher for his Catholicism. 
and uh, Hirono has demanded that he drop his membership in the Knights of Columbus and recuse himself from any case on which the organization has taken a position. <laughs> what? Gabbard uh, does explicitly cite the controversial comments of Senator Dianne Feinstein, who in the fall of 2017 questioned circuit court nominee Amy Coney Barrett about her Catholic mm-hmm. faith. Remember that during yep. the confirmation hearing? Uh, because Feinstein said the dogma lives loudly within you, and that's of concern. What? Really? My Wait, you're telling me as a, as a United States senator that my religion is a problem? Hmm. Hmm. Feinstein's remark received significant backlash, and from Catholics in particular, who rightly noted the senator's obvious implication that practicing Catholics are not suited to serve on U.S. courts. Uh, wow. That is... Gabbard said, while I oppose the nomination of Brian Buescher to the U.S. District Court in Nebraska, I stand strongly against those who are fomenting religious bigotry, citing as disqualifiers his Catholicism and his affiliation with the Knights of Columbus. Hmm. The party that works so hard to convince people that Catholics and Knights of Columbus like Al Smith and, I don't know, John F. Kennedy could be both good Catholics and good public servants shows an alarming disregard of its own history in making such attacks today. We must call this out for what it is, religious bigotry. Elected leaders engaging in religion baiting are playing with fire. Now, of course, uh, she's she's come under fire from uh, other Democrats, and they're all hacked off at her for daring to oppose any other Democrat. Wow, but this religious bigotry thing is rearing its ugly head on a pretty regular basis lately. So, Tulsi Gabbard, um, got a guest on uh, guest on her uh, religion? On T- Tulsi's? Yeah. She is Hindu. Just a fun fact for you there. Really? Yeah, look at that. I had no idea there was a Hindu in office. Huh, that's interesting. You learn something, Ivan, uh, every day on the Pat Gray Unleashed program. Yeah, that's so a, a Hindu defending a Catholic. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Good for her. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. When was the last time you had your ears professionally cleaned? Maybe you never have. Um, but if you have itchy or painful or plugged up ears, and you're always asking people to repeat themselves, then you need to you need to go to usewaxrx.com and order WaxRx, and it is a professionally designed physician design system that is just like what your doctor uses just costs an awful lot less and then you can reuse it as well wax rx available now without a prescription no more expensive trips to the doctor no more wasted time using cotton swabs or other solutions that just don't work or are downright dangerous in some cases Try the WaxRx system risk-free today. Just go to usewaxrx.com. Use the offer code radio at checkout for free shipping. Finally, here's a real solution to stubborn buildup. Usewaxrx.com. It's usewaxrx.com. Offer code radio. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it pat unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Steve tweets: 
there were too many people in Atlantis, so it uh, tipped over and uh, capsized. capsized. <laughs> Finally had the, the answer there. Uh, Potato O'Rourke <laughs> tweets, Hank Johnson's talking is like Beto playing guitar. They're like, look, I'm shredding it. <laughs> and we're like, no, sir, you are not. <laughs> Uh, yes, that's exactly right. Uh, oh, no, you're going to wake people up on a Thursday morning. Here we go, everybody. I thought we would. Crank yeah. it up. Uh, since it, I mean, it was mentioned. Have to play well, it. I've been praying the show's going to be hours. Yes, he's, he thinks he's shredding it right now. He's not? No, sir. He is not. All right. Uh, conservatarian lady tweets. When it comes to securing the border, I'm for an all-of-the-above approach. Go put a GoPro camera on the darn badger. Oh, yeah, the badger. Yeah. Think of what a badger sees <clears throat> in a typical 24-hour period roaming around the border. More than any of the border patrol agents, I'm it's sure. This speckled back badger with shoes. Uh, from Coffee Lover M, the border wall will be built be- <laughs> the border wall will be built before Foreigner is nominated to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow, that's a tough one. And it's probably true. Mm-hmm. We have an interesting story about Foreigner I'll share with you in a second. Uh, Karen Kara Armstrong tweets, Yes, Farouk Assault was the spoiled brat on Willy Wonka. Uh-huh. Thought so. And then apparently I guess uh, from Dr. Phil. From Oops, All Berries. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's from our complaint that Oops, All Berries is at this point, Captain yeah. Crunch. Come on now. Who are you fooling? It's, it's a scam. It is a scam. It's a scam 30 freaking years in the what, making. What may have been at some point yeah, at the first, mistake, the first time back mistake. in 1986 or whenever these came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might have made a mistake and put all berries in there instead of those crunchy things that taste good, but they ruin the top of your mouth. Yeah. You know, they slice your them. mouth to, yep. to shreds. Palette, mm-hmm. So then you put in all berries once. Now, 30 years later. That's not a screw up. You're doing that on purpose. Now, yeah, okay. now it's just a dereliction of duty, <laughs> Captain. Either that, or you're the most incompetent com- co- uh, company to ever, to ever, yeah, be on the face of this earth. Mm-hmm. Well, right after Starbucks. Uh, Kool Aid Drinker tweets. Um, what would surprise you more, Pat? Tony Romo blows up a plane, or AOC says something intelligent? Oh, definitely the latter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, at least try to come up with a good comparison of, of what would be stunning and what wouldn't be. But the fact that, uh, that it's never going to happen. Uh, AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez will never, never say anything intelligent. Whereas Tony Romo, he might he might be set off. It's fun how everybody's adopted the now now the uh, the AOC uh, acronym for her. AO, everybody calls her AOC now. Yeah, yeah, it you takes too that? long. I say, I, if, if I Alexandria Casio Cortez is just too much of a. If mouthful. I have to take a breath in the middle uh-huh. of saying your name, it's too long. Yeah, and it you is. need to trim it down a little. Yes. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of foreigner, Shriners Hospitals for Children is teaming up with them to uh, remake a classic. Actually, Foreigner's probably teaming up with Shriners to remake a classic. I. I doubt the Shriners Hospital people are saying, hey, you know what we should do is remake Foreigner's uh, yeah. I Want to Know What Love Is. Yeah, see, we got we, we, we reserved, we were prompted to reserve studio space, and we're like, hey, why'd we rent studio space for the Shriners? We're the Shriners. We're not Beto O'Rourke. Right. And uh, apparently that's what happened here. The band is donating a version of their chart-topping song, I Want to Know What Love Is, recently re-recorded 
and sung by band members and children who are Shriners patients in Tampa. Oh, that's cool. Single's now available for download, and the video that was shot in the Tampa Bay area has also been released. It's on Google Play and iTunes for download, and 100% of the sales of this mm. go to Shriners. That's really cool. Give us a taste, if you would, maybe of... Uh... I want to know what love is! A little taste. Um, <laughs> yes. Although Lou Graham's obviously not involved in that, because Lou <sighs> retired. And uh, it's their new singer, whatever his name is. I, I just Really? It's not Brian Lou Graham singer. on this charity song? No. No, no, no. Nah, so it probably won't sound like, I want to know what love is! Bing, bing, bing. No. All right. Uh, triple eight. <laughs> 933.93, and it Pat Unleashed uh, on Twitter, as as we just saw, because we reeled off several of your tweets. Yeah, it was great this morning. Good job. Uh, Frontier Airlines, now encouraging customers to tip their flight attendants. Oh, God, oh no, no, no. Yeah, as if, as if air travel isn't obnoxious enough, <laughs> now add tips to the process. Uh, they take your order, though. They serve up food and drinks. They come back to clean up. But should you tip your flight attendant, Frontier Airlines says yes. Uh, they're accepting individual tips, according to the Chicago Tribune. They made tipping an option three years ago, but until this year, flight attendants were required to pool the tips. We appreciate the great work of our flight attendants. Then pay them better. How about you pay your employees? Uh, so the people who have paid hundreds of dollars to fly on your on your planes don't have to supplement their income. How about you pay them more? Pat, I That's hate crazy. It. That is crazy. All airlines except for one. Okay. Which one? The one that I love, Southwest. Absolutely okay. love Southwest. You don't have to pay for baggage. I'm a cheapskate. Mm-hmm. I got you know. I got it. So so uh, last week I found myself. Um, being, you know, kind of uh, forced into having to book a flight with uh, a particular airline. And then uh, the return trip uh, turned out two different airlines with two different measurement sizes on the bags. So now I think on my trip that I'm going to take, I'm just going to just wear whatever I'm in the first day and just wing it from there. Because I'm not paying. I don't know the dimensions that are allowed because it's one flight and it's partnering with another company and it's madness. Ever since they started mm-hmm. this baggage fee and mm-hmm. then pillow fee and blanket fee and whatever fee, now they want me to tip the stewardess. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. And if you want to eat something oh. that used to be included, none of that is anymore. It was such an experience, man. Now, now there's now there's a ugh. a payment tablet that displays a message that reads gratuities are appreciated exclamation point. It offers customers the options of 15, 20 or 25%. Wait, of what? <laughs> of 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 the uh, not certainly not the ticket, right? No, probably your meal. But you, who knows anymore? Meal, uh, or if you get a drink, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, that is crazy. That is Stupid. so crazy. And Frontier Airlines is one of those main offenders of, you know, <clears throat> of nickel and diming yeah. you to death. You have to pay for the second bag, 50 bucks or whatever it is. You have to you have to pay for the peanuts they bring you. No. Pat Gray unleashed. All right. Before we get too far <laughs> removed from this, <clears throat> we got to play I we got to play this really Freaky. Oh, no. Guy who uh, <laughs> licks a doorbell. Standing at somebody else, not his own, but some poor unsuspecting homeowner 
I guess they're not home. And the guy is standing there at their doorbell, licking it. Going to town. Uh, Take a look at this. Leaving lickety split. (laughs) There there he is. He's just licking their doorbell. DNA to recover. Yes, that's for sure. I guess you could say whatever rings your bell, but... um, He's got his eyes. Oh, they're doing some he cute puns. He is, um, he is really into this. They're from Live PD here, the show. And he is definitely into it for three hours. Oh, Not three God. minutes. Look at, these, look at these guys. Anyone want to say anything else? Uh, that's all I can say. Right. That's safe for now, TV. It's so, good to have a surveillance system yes, at your house. Yes, 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 <laughs> good example I'm, of why you should get one. I'm upgrading mine. Yeah. Very strange stuff. Uh, we were all right, actually we got with yeah, okay. Officer uh, Three hours. Of licking that doorbell. I mean, there. Are, what is that about? There are what are you better doing? things if you're going to spend three hours licking than a doorbell. <laughs> I mean, try a Tootsie Pop. Yeah, something. We could at least find out how long it takes to get to the chewy, chocolatey center of it. He could have put. He could have put it finally to rest. But fetish. no, he did it with a doorbell instead. To good use. No. How does that happen to a person? Where you know what looks really good to me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna lick that doorbell. Yep. As long as I can, like, I don't know, maybe an hour or two, maybe even three. <laughs> I, I, you know, there, there are stories like How does that happen? Stories that happen that just the founding fathers flash into my head. Like, uh-huh. what would they think about fill in the blank? You know? Yeah. Uh, th- this, what would they think about here? a guy who licks a doorbell for three hours? I'm thinking not favorably. <laughs> I'm thinking not I'm not thinking terribly they would, favorably. They, yeah. they would probably be like, yeah. Wait a minute, we we <laughs> risked everything for that we for that guy a hardship. So a guy could lick a doorbell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in our country? For a group of farmers who took on the most powerful yeah. nation on earth. For that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's what we'd become. I mean, the first thing they would obviously say would be like, what's a doorbell? But well, once yes. they get beyond that. Right. It's <clears throat> weird, man. That is not right. That is wrong on so many levels. Just so weird, too. Just so, I mean, what kind of fetish could that be? I, I, who knows? I'm sure there's a word for it. Takes, yeah, I'm sure there is. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, uh, in California now, they're uh, you know they're they're trying to fix the environment and uh, they're doing such a good job. They've eliminated straws, obviously, and grocery bags, and now uh, the receipt that you get at the store. Mm. Uh, paper receipts of any kind. One California lawmaker is trying to get rid of. Receipts. <laughs> Phil Ting, a Democrat from San Francisco, what a surprise, mm. unveiled a plan to take the state off of printed receipts. Uh, they would have to give customers electronic receipts if they don't ask for a physical copy. Most people assume that all these receipts can be recyclable. Guess what? They can't. <gasps> now, how do you feel? Oh, no. <laughs> now, now, how do you feel about paper receipts? Yeah, yeah I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't either. Frankly, though, I, I don't really want the receipt because it just shows up on my bank account, you know, statement. So I don't need the receipt. Yeah, but so I'm, keep your receipt. I'm old school because Are you? every time <clears throat> I just say, ah, I don't need the receipt or every time I whatever, then I need it later. And then I'm to out return of the product or whatever. Yeah, I'm yeah that's something. the only thing. If you think you're going to return something, then yeah, you you probably want a paper receipt. And that's cute. We could email it to you. Oh, could you? Is that the only thing you're going to be emailing to me? I do like the option though at like Best Buy or 
uh, I think Home Depot does that too, where they, you know, when you're paying for it, it comes up on the thing. Do you want paper receipt? Do you want email? Do you want text? And what you got to do is you got to set up an email address that's like mm-hmm. for receipts at yahoo.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that'd be smart. Something like that. Yeah, so right. that, <laughs> That'd be smart. Whatever. But then you give them a dunk one. Thank you, California, because if oh, you yeah. get rid of paper receipts, I'm sure we're there. Now, we're done. We're done at that point. We've done all we need to do for global warming. Yeah, next thing you know, you're, right? um, you're wearing uh, receipts on your uh, back at the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. Yeah, from recycled garbage. Yeah, you got to, what was it? Upcycle. You got to upcycle, Pat. <laughs> upcycle your garbage so that they can uh, be worn as jerseys. What a world. What a world we live in. And then what is the deal? Speaking with, about what a world. Uh, how about this Democrat donor? Big Hillary Clinton donor, big time donor to a lot of uh, different high profile Democrats. Two black men now have died at his home of overdoses. And a third <clears throat> was drugged there. And the guy is still running around free. Uh, there's a guy now who is talking about how he narrowly escaped death when Edward Buck injected him with crystal meth oh. at his sex toy filled apartment where, yes, two black men have died within 18 months. People were actually protesting outside his home, uh, chanting, lock him up the other day. But Jermaine Gagnon uh, told the Daily Mail how Buck, who's 63, paid him to fly from Minneapolis to Los Angeles, then drugged him with crystal meth uh, that he dissolved in Gatorade, and then he injected him with more crystal meth at his West Hollywood apartment. What in? Wow. He's got photos of being there. Apparently, this guy has some weird, some things. And um, uh, he's now in, in under investigation, at least, for the deaths of, uh, I think, the latest black man who's in his 50s at his apartment in the early hours of Monday morning this week. And the second investigation into the death of Gamel Moore 18 months ago. That's been re- reopened now. <clears throat> his attorney, Seymour Amster, declined to comment on this new allegation when he was contacted but questioned why he didn't contact the police at the time. He said, we see no reason to respond to unverified accusations from individuals just seeking attention. This prominent Democrat donor gave to Clinton, posed with former California Governor Jerry Brown, uh, one party congressman, Ted Lieu, has said he'll return the cash Buck donated to him. But the Clinton campaign has so far said nothing. Hmm, what a surprise. Buck has also faced protests outside his apartment, as I mentioned, um, which his attorney has denied he had any part in, claiming he opened his door to vulnerable people in bad circumstances to try to help them. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. So Democrats will be uh, giving back all the money that this guy uh, raised for him, yes? Uh, One did. Okay. Um, But Hillary has uh, so far not. No. Uh, He said, I... I had done sex for money other times, but I don't make it a habit. This latest drug victim make it a habit. said the first day we met, I met him at his house. There's a gate at the main entrance and he buzzed me up. He's on the second floor. When I walked in, it was there were dim lights, a mattress in the middle of the floor, three mirrors surrounding the mattress and a flat screen TV mounted on the wall. Mm-hmm. 
It was just kind of weird, he said. Anywhere you look in this room, you'll see yourself in the mirror. What mostly caught my attention was the windows. They were covered in fabric. You couldn't see out of them, and nobody can see in. Hmm. But yet I continued to go down the road of uh, having sex for money. Yes? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Said so they had a couple drinks, and they chatted. Uh, he says he knew my situation. We discussed my lifestyle and what I was going through, how long I'd been using crystal meth. He was a good person when I first met him. He was really cool. He was calm. Uh, we just sat at the table trying to get to know each other and the fetishes that he likes. Uh, then he talks about uh, some of the more sexualized things that happened there, and uh, we won't get into that. And it's uh, this guy should probably be seriously investigated and maybe locked up, I'm thinking. Uh, so Gagnon said that Buck was open about the fact that he was having dates with a lot of men. Uh, he said young, black, handsome men. And there was one other attribute that he was looking for, but uh, we won't get into that either. Uh, wow. This guy is creepy. Mm-hmm. He's creepy. What a surprise that he's a Democrat donor. So we've gone from uh, doorbell liquor to this guy. Yes. All in the span of then, a couple minutes here. Then this person uh, left L.A., moved to Dallas to spend time with his brother. Oh, goody! Uh, I was probably in Dallas for two or three weeks before Ed Buck called and offered to pay for my ticket back to California. He wanted me to come back to California for a weekend. Whoa. Took him up on the offer. Oh, man. Uh, but this time when he came over, Buck wanted to inject him with a syringe of crystal meth. And uh, he'd never been injected before, but this time he introduced him to it, and... Uh, he allowed him to, because it was he, his first time he tried it. And why not? So he did. And uh, then he says he saw a little black bag with a small amount of what he believed to be crystal, crystal meth in another bag of a lot of crystal meth. And uh, he didn't see other drugs there other than Viagra, though. <laughs> so this is, uh, yeah, this is... Uh, an amazing situation that this guy apparently has a history and a history where at least two men have died in the last year and a half. And this guy almost died from it too. Uh, so maybe get him off the street. I don't know. Uh, and maybe Democrats should be not uh, accepting money from this guy. Maybe that's a little too much to ask. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Good times. Unbelievable. I mean, some just bizarre stories. And yep. the things that that Hillary Clinton uh, will ignore, pretty pretty amazing. 888 Looks like Jeff Bezos is going to lose about half his fortune here. He's Whoa. worth, what, $140 million, I think, according to latest estimates. Yeah. He was up to $150 billion, not oh, million. Oh, so he was in my $150 billion. Now it's only $150 Forty billion. Oh, well, say I sneeze at one hundred and forty billion. He and his wife of twenty-five years are getting a divorce now. Mm. So there's no, uh, we don't know if they have a prenuptial agreement. If not, California has a law where you just divide it equally, fifty-fifty. Now Washington State. Oh, Washington. Well, I think they've got a place in California. Oh, okay. I, th- I think that's the where they've. Washington. Okay. Um, anyway, regardless. Uh, yeah, whatever state they're in, whether it's California or Washington, one of them she's has gonna a... She's going to be wealthy. 
She's going to make a lot of money, like $70 billion. Yeah, because she, they, they, they got married a year before Amazon even became a company. Right. So, and right. that, and that, whatever state that we're not getting, mm-hmm. whatever. I think it's Idaho. It's, it's, I think it's, uh, <laughs> maybe it's Rhode Island. Is it Nova Scotia? No, it's Nova Iowa. State? It's Iowa. Oh, okay. They live in Nebraska. Uh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> apparently Kansas has this law where you split the money equally. But does Florida? Yes. In South Carolina. Yes. And everywhere such as. <laughs> Except for Iraq and so, uh, the Asian countries. So he's going to fall from number one most wealthy dude to fourth or fifth, huh? All the way to fourth or fifth. Wow. How's he going to be? Yep. Scrape by? Clip, I don't know. Clip coupons now? I say what we do is start a GoFundMe page for Jeff Bezos. Who's <laughs> <laughs> right. about to become a much less wealthy man. Mm-hmm. And she's going to become, like, instantly the yeah. wealthiest woman in the world. And then oh. he's going to fall from wealthiest man to about fourth or fifth. And they'll both have $70 billion. I mean, at that point, when you're down to $70 billion, what's the point of going what's on? What's the point? What's I mean, the point? just pull the plug. I, I mean, you know. No, thank you. I mean, pork and beans for Jeff Bezos now. Uh, if he can even if he can even afford pork and beans, I'm yeah. thinking he's at a homeless shelter soon. Oh, I didn't want to get that serious. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to uh, Bullwinkle in Florida, who may know what the licking fetish is all about. Oh no! Oh wow! Ugh. Uh, hey, you're what? Well, Bullwinkle, welcome to the blaze. You there? Is Rocky the squirrel available? Hello. <clears throat> Okay, apparently Bullwinkle. Bullwinkle has walked away. Bullwinkle has the left the building. In the forest. Dang, I wanted to find out what that licking fetish was all about, and now we're not going to. Well, I found an article. Um, how you doing, Pat? Hey, oh, there hey, you are. Hey. Good. How are you doing? Yeah, hey. How are you guys doing? We're, we're well. We're okay. Do, we're doing uh, well. I just wanted to let you all know that that. Uh, yeah? Yeah, the, the doorbell linking mm-hmm. fetish is real. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Why? <laughs> Any what's idea the, why? What's the, what's the word, Getting man? a lot of feedback on the phone, so. Yeah, okay. Well, it, turn down your radio or whatever you're listening yeah. to, and then and then it'll be it'll be less confusing to you. What's right. the word for doorbell licking fetish okay. bullying? Uh, it is a genuine fetish. Okay. And uh, the, the way it's known is as tongue-a-ringus. Oh, come on. Really? Stop, is that true? Or are you just, you're making that up? No, it's no. a tongue-a-ringus. <laughs> okay. And it's a real thing. No, I mean, how many people oh, yeah. are, no, how many people are afflicted it's with tongue ring? a lot more popular since they came out with these doorbells that uh, can see and all that, talk to you and all that. Uh-huh. So it's spreading, uh, spreading pretty, pretty rapidly around the country. So um, really, before you, you know, you okay. ring your own doorbell, I'll uh, wipe it off. All right, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Paul I think I might be using one of those uh, uh, wipes, handy wipes. Yeah, you know? little, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. Like when mm-hmm. you when you With go to the, Walmart and you wipe down the the, the serious alcohol on them. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and then I, I might use something, I don't know, nuclear. On it and and just really spray or, that down. Or if that's my doorbell, I'm replacing uh, the doorbell <laughs> yeah. and the wall <laughs> and the entire patio. Probably the door itself. I'm probably moving. Is what's going to happen? But if that's think mine. about you know they're always talking about what kind of germs are on your phone or right. your iPad screen. And here's this guy licking oh. a doorbell. That, uh. 
who knows how many people have touched. Uh-huh. Who knows how many people who haven't washed their hands have touched. Who knows how many bugs have crawled all over it. I mean, what what has happened to his tongue and the inside of his mouth now? So when I was trying oh, to find an art, or find a definition of what that was earlier, I stumbled on an article from yesterday from uh, Jonah Goldberg, and I just tweeted it out at Hangry Keith. And I love this line. He goes, the doorbell licking is clearly gross, but I have questions. I Googled. It's exactly how I got to his article. Mm-hmm. Doorbell licking fetish. And now I hate myself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. um, and then it goes on, and yeah, it's uh, so it's not. He doesn't recommend uh, googling that. Nope. <clears throat> okay. I'm definitely not clicking images All after right. I Google that. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about Home Title Lock. Uh, home Title Lock is something that's sadly exploding nationwide. It's. Uh, it's because <clears throat> our titles are all available on the internet. Yours is, mine is, uh, Glenn's was. And they showed him, uh, the people at Home Title Lock, a retired FBI agent who now works for Home Title Lock, showed him how easy it is to just steal your your title and transfer it to a quick title deed, forge your signature, and then go take out a loan uh, with your title. Then you get stuck with the payments. Uh, it's it's a massive problem, and it can cause you a lot of problems for a long time. If you can extract yourself from it at all, the thing is, don't let it happen to you in the first place. And you can do that by signing up at Home Title Lock. For just pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier around your home's title. Now, it could already be compromised. You can find that out by signing up at HomeTitleLock.com for your free title scan and report. That's a $100 value. They throw that in for free when you sign up. So do that now. HomeTitleLock.com. Get that peace of mind that this can't happen to you. HomeTitleLock.com. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, I love it when David Hogg is Why in is the he? news. Isn't it wonderful? Why is he back? Um... He responded to President Trump's address on Tuesday night, so that's great. Um, he, of course, was admitted to Harvard recently, despite the fact that he reportedly got a score of 1270 out of 1600 on the SET. Uh, while the bottom 25% of students admitted had an average score, the bottom 25% at Harvard had an average score of 1460. His wow. was 1270. Well, Anyway, he decided to weigh in on Twitter, uh, and he tweeted out, Reminder, no one is illegal on stolen land. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I love that argument. Oh, shut up, you. I mean, hold on. Uh, so is he just saying, look, us me. white European <clears throat> settlers, ancestors, it, it stole this land from the Indians. Um, I don't know if we stole it from the Indians or we stole it. From, usually when this comes up in oh, yeah, in regard Mexico, to in Mexico, respect, yeah, we yeah, stole yeah. it from Mexico. So if the solution, if, if it would assuage uh, David Hogg's guilt is for him to move back to Europe, wherever mm-hmm. his ancestors are from, then I might be in on this a mm-hmm. little bit here. I might go with him here. By all that is holy, could everybody who believes that we stole this land from Mexico, please just pick up a history book and figure out what happened there. Just read one chapter of a one paragraph, one line of a history book, please. For the love of heaven, educate yourself on stolen. We didn't steal the land from Mexico. First of all, Mexico owned the land for fifteen whopping years, not fifteen hundred, not a hundred and fifty. 
15. It was Spain's before that uh, for 300 years. Then Mexico stole it from them. Then uh, we got into a, what is called a uh, war with Mexico, defeated them, drove our troops all the way to Mexico City, which you might recognize as the capital of Mexico. We essentially took over their country. And then we said, you know what? We're going to give you all your territory back all the way up to the border of Texas. Okay? Very generous offer. A very generous offer. And then, not only did we kick your ass in this war, but we're also going to pay you $15 million for the property we're now keeping. Wow. So that's not all. That's not stolen. <laughs> that's paid for land. It's 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 conquered land, mm-hmm. and it's paid for land, because we didn't have to give them any money. We decided to out of the goodness of our hearts. Can, can, can you correct me if I have my timeline wrong here, Pat? Ugh. But my understanding is like um, there, there were several Native American tribes mm-hmm. that, that owned the land effectively, right? And then they were defeated by other Native American tribes and so yes. on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then Spain came and discovered, right, this right. land. Yes. And they took it over. Yes. They're, they're, they're Hispanic, right? Right. Okay. Uh, and then Mexico, like you just mentioned. Took it uh, from them. Took it from Spain. They're, they're Hispanic as well. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Then, and then, and then mm-hmm. some white folk mm-hmm. came around. Yeah. And then they won the war. Right. And that's the only um, illegitimate that's the, right, exactly. So when the white guy wins, right, right, right. then it's wrong. Yes. But when all the Hispanics and the Native Americans win, then it's cool. In almost every country you can point to, there is a people who conquered a land. I don't know if you're aware of that. Mm-hmm. It's not just the United States. It's, it is every nation on earth. If nobody had conquered any territory or paid for any territory or expanded their borders, uh There'd be no nations on this earth. Whoa, there'd, don't give them ideas, man. There'd just be a, <laughs> there'd be a few uh, scattered tribes on the planet. Yeah. And uh, it'd be a much different place in which to live. You know, it's, it, it, it's amazing to me because would it be better if America didn't exist? People like David Hogg, this little idiot. Would it be better in your mind if the United States of America never existed? Think of all the things that would be different. Think of how much worse life on this planet would be. I mean, I shudder to think. But if David Hogg doesn't want to live on stolen land, then get out. And yes, go back to wherever it is you came from that you feel good about. Jeez. How can you live in a country and pay taxes to it when you believe as this guy does? Unreal. Do we know what he's going to major in at I, uh, Harvard? I certainly don't. Oh, no. I'm being told political science. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Here he comes. Give it four yeah. years. He's going to, you know, he's going to run for office. Oh, he could. <clears throat> that'll time out perfectly. He can be the running mate. Uh, no, he's not going to be old enough. No, he won't, for, won't uh, be quite enough. Old enough. No. He'll, he'll be in our cabinet. Yeah, Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. Yeah. president. And he could be serving in the Congress while she's president. Now, are we going to have to—so are we going to say President Ocasio-Cortez or President Cortez, or how's that going to work? We're going to say President AOC because we're— Okay. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, we're never going to say any of those things because I can't— <laughs> I know. Gosh, I can't imagine— a democratic social. Well, I can't imagine it. Oh, actually. yeah, you can. I actually can't imagine it's it. It's called Sadly. American history. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, <sighs> tomorrow, 
second hour we're going to uh be deep into uh more on trivia by this time yes. tomorrow uh more on trivia 14 and 3 on the season 14 times we've been right and our game tomorrow indianapolis colts at the kansas city chiefs should be fun all right we'll finish off the week together tomorrow with more on trivia on pat gray unleashed pat gray only on the blaze radio network